Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School, the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, and come into the class with us and, you know, turn off everything else that's going on right now. And let's join in prayer and believe for ears to hear, hearts that can discern and receive, and for answers for right now. Father, we do come together in prayer and ask you, agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, for the moving and working of your Holy Spirit as only you can. Lord, let your healing word and your restoring power manifest here and everywhere that this broadcast goes. Uh, nothing's too hard for you. We open up our hearts and we reach out to lay hold of all you have so freely given to us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you would look in the great textbook, the Bible, back to Matthew 9 again, and we have been this uh, week on a new series we're just getting into called Faith for Healing. Faith for Healing. And in Matthew 9, we saw with the woman that was diseased, verse 20, with an issue of blood, uh, a hemorrhage, 12 years. She came behind Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may touch his garment, I shall be whole. And we made note that that word whole is actually the Greek word sozo. Uh, S-O-Z-O, if you look it up in Strong's or Vines or some of those. And that word is equally translated saved. It's translated saved talking about sins, saved from sins, are just saved with no other descriptor. The Bible said the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be sozoed. And yet here is translated made whole, same word. And it said that uh, uh, Jesus turned him about when he saw her and he said, daughter, be of good comfort, your faith has made you, and that's the same word, sozo. Your faith has made you whole. And the woman was sozoed from that hour. She was healed, made whole from that hour. Uh, an interesting thing to note here is that this woman did not ask for permission to be healed. She didn't even check to see if it would be all right whether she came and took a healing. <laughs> Jesus, in this instance, is not having a healing line. He's not laying hands on people. He's not ministering to the sick. He's just going down the road, traveling from point A to point B. And this woman comes, presses through the crowd, and without so much as a, hi, how are you? <laughs> touches his clothes and takes a healing. Takes it. Um, the reason I say take is because, uh, you know, the great 
faith scripture, Mark eleven twenty four. what things have you desire when you pray, believe you receive them. That word receive can equally be translated take. Believe that you take them and you shall have them. Well, that's what she did. In fact, if you read other accounts of this, uh, Mark brings this out. Luke talks about this as well. Perhaps we'll get to it later. But um, uh, he looked around and said, who touched me? And she had faded back into the crowd. <laughs> and uh, when the scripture said, when all denied, well, all, as we found out earlier this week, means all. So apparently when he, Jesus said, who touched me? And he's looking around and he looked at her. She went, hmm. <laughs> Maybe she was concerned. Uh-oh, I didn't even ask. Maybe he wants it back. You know, <laughs> we... But I'm just saying, there was no questioning about what if it's not his will. That was not even a question. And after she takes it without asking, what does he say? I'm going to paraphrase, but relax, dear. <laughs> right? Be of good comfort because now she feels like she's been put on the spot because then he wouldn't stop looking and asking. And, and the scripture says when she saw she couldn't be hid, she finally came and said, it was, it was me. And, and what, is, what is his first response? Relax. Be comforted. I'm not upset. Your faith did this. Oh, friends, do we need to believe the words of Jesus? He said, your faith did this. Well, now let's, let's back up. He's not ministering healing. He's not talking about healing at the moment. It would have to be her faith. that He didn't call her out and say, come here, I'm going to minister to you. Her faith initiated this. Her faith received this. And Jesus said it, your faith did this. Now, that is not what religion teaches. That is not what you will hear in most churches. People will emphasize the will of God. They will emphasize that God can do anything if He chose to, if it's His will. And that's where people run off on all kinds of tracks that, well, who knows what the will of God is? I mean, and we just don't understand why some, you know, things happen. I mean, it's amazing. You see some miracles and that'd be great. And, and I, I even, I have some friends that are wonderful, wonderful ministers, but they don't believe like this. And they will say, well, we just don't know why God does miracles for some and some he does not. We wish he would. It would sure be great to get a healing miracle. But we don't know why God will do it for some and some he does. It's just one of those mysteries. I'm quoting a friend of mine now. <laughs> wonderful man of God. I mean wonderful man of God. But he doesn't believe like what we're talking about here. And because of that, you cannot have faith to be healed. As long as you are questioning God's will in the matter, you cannot have faith for it. Now, if you don't understand that phrase, don't throw it away. Don't change the channel. <laughs> you need to get this straight. Because if it is possible 
for you and I to make an adjustment in our thinking and be able to receive healing power to have things happen that man cannot do. We need to get this. Right? Is it worth being willing to be corrected? Not by me, by the Word, by the Scripture. Well, just come right back to it. If we should emphasize the will of God, don't you think that's what Jesus would have said? Why wouldn't he have said it? Why wouldn't place after place he have emphasized and said, celebrate, it was the will of God. Thank God it was his will. Why wouldn't he just kept saying, it was his will, it was his will. Or why wouldn't have Jesus said, if it's his will. But you don't find him saying this one time. Not one time in connection with healing and deliverance and restoration. Not one time. So why should the church make such an emphasis out of what Jesus wouldn't even say one time? What he did say over and over and over again is what? As you have believed. According to your faith. Huh? According to your faith. According as you have believed. According to your faith. We saw it, what, seven, eight times in a row previously this week. Just the exact phraseology. Well, that's not coincidence. That means that's how it worked, which means that's how it works. And if God never changes, it still works the same today. And if he's no respecter of persons, how it worked for them will work for you. And if her faith so zoed her, <laughs> your faith <laughs> will so zoe you. Is that right? <laughs> what does so zoe mean? It's equally translated save, healed, and made whole. Now, one thing we saw, and I want you to go back there to Luke, the. Uh, the fifth chapter, Luke chapter 5, we saw healing and forgiveness connected. In verse 17, it came to pass on a certain day as Jesus was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by that were come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present or was there to heal them. The power was there. And yet, if you stop right there, nobody's healed. If you go, you know, a few verses later, still nobody's healed. The power being available, being there, being here, does not mean a miracle will happen. Hmm? Just like if there are numerous individuals in a service or a meeting that are not born again and somebody preaches the gospel and that Jesus has paid the price for their sins and if they'll come receive, they can be gloriously born again. If nobody responds to that, will the power be manifested for the new birth? No. But could you say it wasn't manifested because it wasn't there? Oh, no, it was there, right? If one of them 
had gotten up and come to the altar, or one of them had just stood up and responded, or in their seat, if they had responded, then the power of God that was already there, when the word was preached, did you notice Jesus is teaching? Well, is there any power in what he's teaching? The words that he's speaking, is, is the spirit of God there to bring them to pass? But somebody has to believe it, and receive it, and respond to it, act on it, before there's a manifestation of that power. And it's true whether you're talking about forgiveness or healing, as we see later in the passage. So the power was there. And uh, when they couldn't get in because of the crowd, they got up on top of the house, and they, they broke through the tiling and, and let down the paralyzed man on his mat or his couch in front of Jesus. And verse 20, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, your sins are forgiven you. Well, like we said, the man didn't come initially just to be forgiven, at least that he knew of. <laughs> he came because he wants to be healed of this terrible paralysis. And yet the Lord brings up to him forgiveness. And the scribes and Pharisees begin to reason. They says, who speaks blasphemies? Who is this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he said, what reason ye in your hearts? Whether is easier? Which one is easier? Now, child of God, don't let this get past you. Jesus is asking us a question. We need to answer it. What do you mean, which is easier? Whether to say your sins are forgiven you or to say rise up and walk. Receiving forgiveness or receiving healing. Which one's easier? Now, I know you heard the verses. You were here previous classes, some of you. You, you know the right answer. But if you're just talking reality, in most people's minds, which one's easier, receiving forgiveness for somewhere you messed up or receiving uh, healing and miracle from paralysis? People wide and near and far, churchgoers, believe it is much easier to receive forgiveness than to receive healing and a miracle like this. Don't they? Why? So they, they believe Receiving forgiveness is easy. They've done it many times. They know many people that have done it many times. You say, will the Lord forgive you if you ask him to right now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come. Don't wait. What if it's not his will? Oh, it's his will. Don't question that. There's no need to think about that. It's his will. What about the, the paralyzed man being healed? Ah, well, now God can do it. He could do it. <laughs> Do you hear the change in tone? Confidence. Confidence over here? Mm -mm. No. No. Well, confidence is another word for faith. Right? If faith is the determining factor, then there's no, no wonder why it's easy to receive forgiveness. The confidence is there. Right? But the healing of, of paralysis, uh, uh, you know, God can do it. 
<laughs> but what's, what's the next implication? If, if, if it's his will, he could do it. Well, you're saying it's up to him. It's not up to us. Well, we wish it, we wish it would be. But it's, it's, well, why is forgiveness not up to him too? Well, it's all up to his will. Well, why not preach it that way with forgiveness? Then that means we don't need to give any more altar calls. Huh? If it's all up to him, then people will be forgiven if it's his will. Whether they want to or not. Uh, if it's his will. Now, see, this is where things go off the rails. It, that doesn't work. And, and, and what people have done is completely separated forgiveness and healing. You got your forgiveness. That's for everybody. It's always God's will. It's easy. Healing and miracles. Mm. I know people believe in some of that stuff, but you just never know. <laughs> What God's going to do. Where did you ever see Jesus tell anybody, you just never know what God's going to do? Huh? <laughs> and yet, how many, how many Christians quote that? How many Christians? Well, you just never know. You just never. We, we can pray. Pray what, though? Pray what? Hold your place here <laughs> and go to James. James chapter 1. Oh, the Lord's helping us, faith class. We're getting answers. James 1 and verse 5. James 1, 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Did you know that we're told to ask? Hmm? Right? We're talking, people say, well, God knows what I need. Yeah, but he still told you to ask. There, there's more going on here than just him knowing. Ask uh, God that gives to all liberally and upbraids not, and it shall be given him. In other words, it's always God's will to give you the wisdom you need and ask for. Always. It'll be given to you. But, but, let him ask how? In faith. And the very next word tells you one of the things he means when he says in faith. What does it mean to ask in faith? Nothing. Wavering. What, what's wavering? Wavering is a vacillation. Wavering is going back and forth between two or more things. And in this case, if you're asking for faith, what would wavering sound like? God, I, I need help. Uh, uh, give, give me some faith. If it's your will. Can you see this? If you want to. I know you could, but, you know, if, it's, if not, I don't know. Help me best you can. But what, can you see this vacillation? 
This wavering means you're not asking in faith. You can't ask in faith until you quit wondering, until you quit questioning. Can you see this? Until you, you quit vacillating between multiple positions. Well, it could be this, and, and it might be this, and you cannot be in faith doing that. You cannot. And if faith is the determining factor, the determining factor like Jesus emphasized, and you're still questioning, then that explains why you are not in a position to receive. Even though the power could be there to do it. And it is always His will for it to be. Still, it takes faith to receive it. And you're not in faith until you're no longer questioning it. Until you're no longer questioning God's will. And so, uh, child of God, I, I know some people, this is brand new to you. This is the first time you're ever hearing any of this. Don't just say, well, I don't know if I agree with that preacher or not. Get your Bible. Huh? And go through with us on these verses. One by one, look at it. Is that what the Lord said? And you got to forget about what men have said. And I don't care if it's been some religious tradition for 600 years. If it was wrong 600 years ago, it's still wrong today. Being old doesn't make it right. Huh? And there is all kind of stuff. Jesus warned us about this. Even the leaders, religious leaders in his day, he said, Your traditions have made the word of God of no effect. Wow. Made the word of God of no effect in people's lives? Yeah, it's a replacement for the word. These religious, traditional ideas, they are dangerous, friend. They're dangerous. They can rob you of your faith. If they can keep you, these religious traditions, these ideas, if they keep you in a constant state of questioning His will, of wondering and vacillating. Can you see how it has replaced what God has said that should have given you confidence? Remember the Bible talks about Abraham said he was fully persuaded. Hallelujah. Fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to perform and even changed his name. And Sarah changed her name before they had a child. Called herself father of many nations. <laughs> and her mother. And, and this is how God operates. You, you get past the confusions and the distortions and the questionings of this messed up world. And you get a hold of something solid. Hallelujah. It is written. He has said. And you say, well, that's it then. That's it. And when you get past the questioning and get it settled, now you're ready to see some power of God manifest in your life. You're ready to see what people call miracles. Amazing things. But until you get past the questioning, you are not. And that's what he said. He said, if any of you lack wisdom, and man, this, this applies to everybody all the time. Have you ever needed to know what to do? Whew then this is what he's talking about. Wisdom has to do with uh, knowledge and understanding and how it applies to the future. 
and what to do is one of the big things. What to do. How many times have we needed to know what to do? Well, the scripture here says God will give you wisdom. He'll always do it, but you got to ask in faith nothing wavering. Everybody say nothing wavering. How does that apply? Nothing wavering. That means there's no way I'm questioning whether it's God's will to give me the wisdom or whether I will get the wisdom. Right? I am not questioning that. Well, what if it's not His will? I'm not going to entertain that. It is His will for me to know what to do. Right? Well, what if you don't get it? I will get it because I asked Him and He said He'd give it to me. So what? There's nothing to question anymore. Right? And so even though my head may be swirling with what ifs, I go, shut up. I will know what to do. I've asked him. He's given. He'll show me. I'll know it. I'll know it. You start talking faith. I have an unction of the Holy One. I know everything I need to know. He's ordering my steps. He's directing and leading me. I'll do the right thing. I'll go the right way because I'll know the wisdom. I'll know the right thing. He said, let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. Say it again. Nothing wavering. Does that mean you got it settled? You're no longer questioning his will about this. Nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. What picture does that paint? Up, down, <laughs> up, down. I think he will. I don't think he will. Maybe he might. I don't think so. I sure hope so. I don't guess so. Oh, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> no, we're laughing. But this describes most of the people on the planet. Depends on what day you catch them on, when you ask them about it. They're up on it, they're not. They're excited, they're depressed. And what does it say? Let not that person that's like that think they'll receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable, unstable like a wave driven by the wind and tossed in all his or her ways. By the grace of God, don't let that be you. There are answers. There is forever established truth. You can be sure. Don't be unwise and foolish, but understanding what the will of the Lord is by letting His Spirit teach you and show you and reveal it to you from His Word and from His Spirit. Say it out loud, I can be sure. I can be stable. I can know His will. And I can ask in faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't it good to know? Praise God. Well, our time's up again for today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith. Giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here at Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today. But you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 
941-702-7390.